0: For some time now, telemedicine has allowed you to speak with a physician. How much more effective would it be if you could also transmit vital signs and other medical data with that conversation? We'll find out on this episode of Shift Shapers.
1: Change either paralyzes or energizes. The choice is yours. You're listening to the Shift Shapers Podcast. You're about to learn firsthand from businesses and entrepreneurs who have successfully shaped the shifts in their industries.
0: Get ready to become the change that you want to see. Here's your host and Chief Transformation Strategist, David Saltzman. This episode of the Shift Shapers Podcast is brought to you by Captivated Health, a captive insurance arrangement designed specifically for educational institutions. If you have clients in that vertical, you know the healthcare deck has been stacked against them. Today, Captivated Health offers the stability, control, and savings they've been waiting for. For more information, go to www.captivatedhealth.com or click on the company logo on the Shift Shapers website. And now, part two of our interview with Dr. Samir Kamar. One of the things that you mentioned early on was that in the fee-for-service model, physicians have to pack their schedule, otherwise they have losses and wasted time. Using a direct primary care model, does that bring us kind of almost back to the old family doctor motif that perhaps a lot of even younger listeners won't, won't even remember?
1: I'm sure younger listeners won't remember. <laughs> and so you're absolutely right, David. It's taking medical care back to the way it used to be. The only difference between now and, say, 1916 is that we charge a subscription now for that type of care, whereas back then it was fee-for-service at a much lower rate. The fee-for-service doesn't work anymore because of the way it it has been exploited today. And so this almost – you can call it capitation, except that the capitation now is limited to high-quality primary care and not to everything – in the health program as as most who know capitation will remember it as. So uh, yes, it is meant intentionally by design to go back to the way things used to be where good old fashioned primary care with your family doctor would result with
0: better care. A few weeks ago back in episode 83, we interviewed Dr. Eric Topol and, and you may have read Eric's book called The Patient Will See You Now. And he talks an awful lot about the use of technology, especially revolving around smartphones and the ability to transmit data back and forth. One of the things that you've been working on, I know, is a project that's near and dear to your heart that will actually allow for physicians not only to spend more time, but to spend more appropriate time with clients, and that's called MedWand. Can you talk a little bit about how that is, what that is and how that extends the the initial model that you began working under?
1: Yes. What's interesting is, as a doctor, when you don't have to see 40 patients a day, you actually have time to do productive things. And uh, Medlion, uh, as we talked about, was starting to grow. And we became very quickly the largest direct primary care provider in the country. We got a call from Google, the Google in California, and they were launching a new program called Helpouts, which ran for less than a year, sometime a year ago. And on Helpouts, uh, David, you could actually get a doctor to advise you on a medical issue if needed, live, by video. It was a telemedicine HIPAA-compliant platform. And so they called us and said, would you like to pilot with us in Nevada State, since you're the largest direct primary care provider and you believe in telemedicine, because, by the way, that's another big component of direct primary care is telemedicine. We actually can take the time now to speak to patients over video or over phone because we don't have to worry about the reimbursement issue. We said, sure, we'll pilot with you, and so we did. And very similar to our our Skype chat this morning is the way it works, is you basically have your video screen and you're speaking to your patient and you hear them and you can see them. And uh, how you see them and visualize them is really directly proportional to the quality of the camera, if you will, on the patient's end. So that's what we did. And I was not impressed. To me, that's just simple video chat. There's been no change in video chat since the 1980s. It's technology that's very old, in fact, and just because you have a doctor on the other end and the conversation is encrypted to be uh, privacy compliant, to me, doesn't really amount to it being telemedicine. It's just video chat. I had no way of getting patient data. I had no way of examining them. I had no way of getting their vitals if they were a patient, because typically they would call when they needed medical services. And similar to David, the way you might be walking past my office and would give me a call and say, Sam, I'm not feeling well. I've been coughing a lot lately. By the way, I happen to be right near your office. If I have time and I care about you as your doctor, I'll ask you to come in because it's important for me to listen to your lungs. I want to know if you have a fever. I want to be able to measure that. Get your blood pressure. I can't do any of that with a video chat. So I I was perplexed with why telemedicine was getting all of this very strong investment attention in Silicon Valley and beyond, when really it was nothing more than video chat with some provider. There had to be a way to get data, examine a patient. That, to me, would be telemedicine, because today, otherwise, it's just tele. And so I set about looking for the tool that would allow me to examine a patient. And I couldn't find anything, David, that convinced me that uh, this could be done on on a massive, scalable level. So I created something. I invented it myself. With my own two hands, I created something called the MedWand. And it's the sign of things to come, really. Telemedicine now is growing very quickly as an industry. I'm sure many of the benefits providers have heard of MD Live and Doctor on Demand and Teladoc, which just filed its IPO, because it allows employees to stay on the job when employers subscribe to that. However, you can't examine patients. I can tell you from the provider end, we are all a little bit cautious, sometimes overly cautious about examining a patient over the internet or over the phone because we can't get data. I wanted to change that. And so what MedWand does, it's a computer mouse-sized device. While you and I are chatting over our televideo conference, I can actually examine you. It's on your end as the patient. And so uh, I'll say, David, please put the MedWand up your chest. And when you do that, I can actually listen to your lungs. Like a stethoscope. There is a stethoscope in it. I can listen to your heart. I can listen to your heart valves. I can listen to your belly. We put a high-definition camera in the end so I can now look into your ear, nose, and throat. No more guesswork. We also put vitals data in there. If you put your finger into one of the crevices, I can get your pulse ox. I can get your heart rate. I can get both distal and core temperature. I can get your respiratory rate. And so when you have all these tools available to you in a very compact, easily usable device that's medical-grade it really gives the provider a lot of confidence, and it really does take telemedicine to the next level, where now, in addition to just consultations, you actually get a proper examination. That is what Medwan does, and uh, we are currently in development at this time.
0: So it's like having a house call without having anybody knock on your door.
1: That, that's correct. In fact, there's a trademarked term that we have called DOC. The Medwan DOC stands for Digital On-Site Clinic. And as I'm sure a lot of the benefits professionals who are listening to this know, outside clinics is a very popular component of healthcare, which is primarily reserved for larger employers that can afford that type of care. It's very expensive to hire physicians and, and the management folks who will take care of that and to pay for the clinic. It's a luxury that smaller businesses typically can't afford. With this, all you need is our MedWand dock station. And basically, it's a computer setup with biometric identification for employee to employee. And you set this up in some corner of your office where there's some privacy. You just need a shut door really for that. And you go and as a patient can be seen by a physician and get examined live while you're at work instead of just having to do a telemedicine visit that has no examination. So it really does make healthcare and urgent care, if you will, very portable. And you could pretty much do this anywhere. We have internet connectivity with this, where you could carry it with you with your laptop, and if you're on a, an assignment out of town and you're in your hotel room and you're sick, you simply plug this in, and now you have instantaneous examination capability with your telemedicine provider. You could be on a plane and be examined that way. That is coming soon. Uh, you could be on a ship. We examined a patient from London, England a few months ago all the way in Texas, so it can be done in countries that are remotely located, whether it's villages or even industrialized countries that may want American expertise for healthcare. So many applications, because we've just all of a sudden erased all the borders with being able to be examined, borders both locally and internationally.
0: You mentioned hotels. Interesting question. I'm sure that's something you've contemplated years ago. Major hotels at least had house doctors, so that if a guest got sick, they had a way to diagnose them and then get them to the appropriate treatment. Do you foresee a time when, for example, this will be so ubiquitous that hotels might have one to say, this is what we're using instead of having our house doctor as the first line of defense?
1: Absolutely. I think technology as a rule advances society when it's technology that can be used that cuts down labor, if you will, especially in that case that you mentioned, I myself was the house doctor for Pebble Beach Resorts. I I was asked just to do that. I would get a call from the resorts and they would say, Dr. Kamar, there's a patient who's sick in room so-and-so who has so-and-so. Would you mind coming out for a visit? And I'd get in my car with my doctor's bag and my toolkit and drive all the way over there and do that. I also did that, by the way, for my elderly patients. When MedOne comes out next year, there is no reason why that same hotel couldn't have one of these in the patient room and say, Doctor on Demand is one of our telemedicine providers. Why don't you kindly use the MedOne that's in your hotel room, plug it into your computer, or we can provide you with one, and be examined right there on the spot. So that will happen. And in fact, we're already starting to get orders now from consumer-based entities, employers especially, who want to keep employees on the job by offering these type of on-site uh, digital on-site clinic
0: capabilities. And now a word from our sponsor. Captivated Health is a single-source solution for your clients and prospects who are in the education vertical. The founders of Captivated Health have nearly 20 years' experience working with educational institutions, and over that time they've developed a keen understanding of the unique problems these clients experience. Frustrated by a lack of control, the unpredictability of ever-increasing health care costs, and the pressures and regulations of the Affordable Care Act, these groups have been adrift in the fully insured commercial marketplace until now. Captivated Health has built a program that solves those problems, and it does so with virtually no disruption to faculty and staff while saving clients millions of dollars. We wanted you to be among the first to know that Captivated Health is building a national distribution partner network so you can bring this cutting-edge solution to the educational clients you advise. To learn more about the Captivated Health solution, go to their website at www.captivatedhealth.com or click on their logo on the Shift Shapers website. And now, back to our interview. Once you scale up, do you believe the pricing for this device will be in a realm where it's accessible to mere mortals, or is it going to be? I know there were some early experiments. Virgin Life Care had kiosks years ago that they put into employers' offices, and it was a huge upfront spend. Where do you think this will shake out in terms of accessibility?
1: Sure. We can tell you exactly where it's going to be. We've already done the financial modeling. So one of the things I did not like about kiosks were they were not portable, Uh, They were definitely not affordable for most people, number one. Number two, I also didn't like the fact that regular people can't use kiosks in their homes. I think a lot of people, when they're sick, would rather not go into work to use the kiosk. They would rather be in their pajamas at home and and get care from home. So I wanted to create something that could be used in the home environment as well. I can tell you exactly how much we cost. So the MedWand device alone, if you were to buy one for your home, I was going to run you around $250. That's with all of the components uh, made here in the U.S. Our labs are here in the U.S., and we use the, the best Silicon Valley technology companies, uh, their components and, and their help to get this made together. For employers, we actually have a very robust system. It includes several MedWans, in fact. It has the video conferencing video monitors and uh, has the, the portable tablets, which you can take with you off-site, biometric identifiers like we talked about, and all that goes for... a a one-time cost. You're done once you pay that. And so we priced it at a level where we think it's much more affordable than the kiosks that you might find today, the telemedicine carts and so forth, with the exact same, if not more, examination capabilities.
0: That's very, very fascinating because that really will make it easily accessible to to pretty much anybody. And so one of the things that we talk about a lot, and as as we're talking about how this is going to be so ubiquitous and so easy to use and so portable, one of the things that I know is on everybody's mind is data security. If you've got this kind of a device and it is so portable, how do you make sure that all of the data that you're collecting is both secure and accessible in a way that's meaningful for the physician and also perhaps meaningful for the individual?
1: Absolutely. So a two-part question. One is, security. The second is the the meaningful use of data and the accessibility. From a security standpoint, that was something that uh, we were aware of from day one. one isn't that old of a project. We started on this about a year and a half ago, right in the middle of times when huge data breaches were occurring. And, and a lot of hacktivists, as I call them, were sort of wreaking havoc on the world. So we we knew from day one that we would have to do something Airtight when it came to security. After all, this is medical data, so we don't believe that HIPAA security is even tight enough. We went to military-grade encryption, and we have several layers of military-grade encryption for the data that's flowing. That's number one. Number two, the data that is actually flowing is real-time data. It's it's audio. It's and not the audio I'm referring to, of perhaps the patient and the doctor speaking. It's the audio of the heartbeat. Uh, of what I'm hearing, of uh, the video, uh, of the snapshots that are taken of the eardrum or, or the throat uh, or, or of the skin. And that data has to be translated. And so that the translation of that data is what I, I would consider would be more valuable to someone who would want to break in and steal anything. We've also secured against that. So there are many facets involved in this. And in fact, we we were also at the Pentagon last year speaking to them because they're interested in our technology. And I can assure you, Security is extremely important to them as it is to us as consumers. So that's the level we've taken this to. In terms of accessibility of data, I didn't want to create something that would be difficult for providers to use, uh, nor for consumers, not just from a practical standpoint, from using the device itself, but also from a data standpoint. One of the problems, David, that I've seen today with electronic medical record systems is that in this capitalistic environment, every EMR company was born to make a profit, which is fine. Unfortunately, none of those EMR systems talk to each other. So you're sort of stuck if you're a doctor with a certain healthcare system and want to get records from another healthcare system. It takes days, if not weeks sometimes, to integrate that. I did not want that to happen with MedWand because Currently, this is the only such device that's available in the U.S. So we knew that many different telemedicine companies would want to use this. We knew that it would have to be integrated into many different EMR systems. And the goal was to create an open API that we could have hooks then for you to grab specific data pieces securely if you would need them. And so to answer that question, we have made it extremely accessible for the entities that want to work with us in terms of getting the data that they would like for their own needs. Uh, When it comes to insurance companies, they'll be able to extract the data that they want. When it comes to consumers, they'll be able to extract the data that they want. It's going to be very easy and protected. And of course, nothing is done without the patient's consent. Everything is done in HIPAA compliant fashion.
0: In the couple of minutes that we've got left, two quick questions. First of all, um, when we talked to Dr. Topol, one of the things that he talked about was a, a wide variety of remote sensors and gadgets for lack of a better word that are coming to market i'm reminded of google i think it is 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 piloting a contact lens that transmits glucose levels for diabetics and and other conditions if i'm in a home of the future and i've got a bunch of these different devices can those connect to the medwan system
1: yes so we actually already built that into it there's bluetooth connectivity to ingest data from other types of devices that that is already happening I'm a big fan of Dr. Eric Topal's view on, on gadgets and, and medical devices. One of the challenges that I think we face as a society is not just the ability to extract that data and own it, that medical data. It's what we do once we get it. That's very important. If you were able to get all sorts of EKG data, that's great. Now, number one, it would have to be translated into something that you could understand. Very important and difficult for folks who have not been trained in medicine to know what a particular atrial you know, rhythm means, for instance. Number two is, once you do understand what it is, and maybe even understand its implications, and if there's some type of threat, how does that information, how does that data get transmitted in meaningful ways to a provider who is incentivized to do something about the data that you have collected as well? And that is where I see a huge chasm currently, that there are very few solutions for. If you were to go with all of your Fitbit data and put that on the desk of your doctor today, the average doctor, they wouldn't know what to do with it. They don't like to see pages and pages of volumes of data. It's fun for the scientist. It's fun for folks like me and Dr. Topol and even consumers who want to know what they're getting. But again, it means nothing if you can't apply that into practical application. So I think you're going to start seeing companies come up, and it's already happening, that are going to take your data uh, or MedWan's data and aggregate that in true, meaningful ways, and then push that to providers in meaningful fashion for some direct type of clinical impact. That is starting to happen as well. I also envision one day, and um, this is something that I think is going to come not with necessarily MedWan, but I'm already thinking of other ideas. You're going to have invisible devices that you'll wear on your person that will continuously monitor your vitals, or some type of health parameter, and then call you. I envision something that you'll be wearing which will not be seen to the world. It won't be obtrusive to your life. It can be something as simple as putting a sensor on the ends of your glasses, for instance. And it will send you a call. Maybe you'll get a call. It'll say, David, something's wrong with your heart rhythm at this time. Please contact your medical authorities immediately. That's all you need is you need a warning while you're being monitored silently. I think that time is coming, and it's all going to be automated very soon. And that gets me pretty excited. I I think once you have that and you put the power of care into the consumer's hands, you as the consumer will then make the decision to contact medical authorities because you'll have the power with that knowledge. And uh, that, I think, is is a very exciting time. So MedOne is also starting to tread on that territory
0: as well. A great place to wrap up our discussion. I wish we had more time. Please come back again. Dr. Samir Kamar, founder of and CEO of both Medlion and Medwan. Sam, thank you so much for spending time with the Shift Shapers audience today.
1: It was a pleasure. Thank you very much, David.
0: The Shift Shapers podcast is a production of the Saltzman Group. We work with entrepreneurs, executives, and companies just like you to help shape the shifts in your business. To schedule a 20-minute call to learn more, visit our website at thesaltsmangroup.com or call me directly at 803-386-8005. I'd love to hear from you. And while you're on our site, you can also click the podcast tab for the entire catalog of Shift Shapers episodes and to access some really great special offers. Give me a call at 803-386-8005 and learn how to put the secrets of the Shipshapers Shapers to work in your business.